I'm with Lucy uh, Chamberlain in the World Radio Gardening Studios. Now, Lucy, head gardener at? East Donnelland Hall. It's in... got a funny name, isn't it? I know, it has. East it... Donnelland Hall. Donnelland Hall, yeah, in Fingering Ho, which is sort of just, just before you get to Mersey Island, if you were going from Colchester to Mersey Island. It's a lovely little village, very nice pub, and a lovely garden. So a lovely garden. So yeah. you're very busy in the garden. Well, um, yes. Now, there's a rumour you've been going round hand-pollinating <laughs> strawberries, peaches, nectarines. Is that right? It's the thing I do for kicks. Yeah, I've got my... Do you use a bunny tail? No. No, I don't. I know Why that not? You, I know. I you should, should do. get one, Because no bunny you? has offered me their tail, you oh, see. Oh, dear. So, so no, what I use and is... And Easter come and gone as well. <laughs> I know. Golden opportunity. Now, I use a little paintbrush. And we've got some lovely fan-trained trees at East Donnelland. Um, and to protect them against peach leaf curl, we cover the peach and the nectarine with plastic sheets, which is great. It keeps them dry and stops the spores from germinating and keeps the disease at bay, which is perfect. But of course, because the plants are covered and they flower early in the year, when they flower, the bees can't access Not enough the blooms. So them. imagine me having to try and hide myself under this big plastic cover. It's about four metres, five metres long by four metres height, massive big thing. So I go under there with my paintbrush while he and my husband holds the cover away and tickle all the flowers one by one because I'm transferring pollen from the blooms, which is what the bees would normally do. So there you go. So that's the kind of thing you can be doing I'll at come the up when the, when the, the peaches are out. <laughs> and have, have a... Well, you say that, my strawberries, because I moved some strawberries into a cold greenhouse um, about two and a half months ago, and they've been flowering. So I've been doing the very, the very same thing with them, going over the flowers with a little paintbrush and, and pollinating the flowers. I saw yesterday a strawberry that's already formed. It's about the size of a marble. So we will get strawberries fairly soon. That's, that's fantastic. What yeah. else have you been up to? Because uh, I know last sorts. time we spoke, you'd done the rose pruning, you'd yes. fed the roses, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm just about finishing off the rose pruning. I've got a few more to do. Um, some of the larger climbers and rambers, I have to wait for Ian to come and help me because they're up against the house. I need someone on the bottom of a ladder. So I've got that to still do. But So don't worry if you haven't pruned the roses yet. Ideally, the next week or so would be would be perfect. Um, I've been getting in my first daily potatoes, and the main crops are soon to go in as well. Uh, yesterday, I planted loads of peas. I've got my pea sticks in the rows, so um, all of the peas... Do you use old twigs? Or? I do. We've got a, a, what we call a nuttery at East Donnerland, and there's loads oh, it's of... Oh, has got hazel. Yeah, loads of hazels. So in the winter, we cut lots of the twiggy sticks from there. So I put a row in. Um, it's about Each row is about four metres long. Um, and they're very twiggy, and so the pea tendrils can just cling on to those. It was a bit flimsy, though, and I thought, oh, gosh, this is going to look a bit terrible in the in the summer when the pea weight pulls everything over. So I've put some framework on the uh, pea sticks, too. So it looks like a jump at uh, the races. It's <laughs> but, but it's going to be perfect for the peas. So I've planted some peas, and I've also, next door to that, about a metre and a half away, sowed some peas as well. So the peas that I've planted will be cropping, and then the ones that I've sown will be coming along hopefully about maybe like three, seconds. four weeks later. Mm. Yeah, So, so two crops of peas that yes, way. Yes, exactly. And I've got broad beans. I've done the same with those. The broad, some of the broad beans are flowering now. Um, and I've I've put some other plants in, and then I sowed a row next to that. So try and always think of a succession of crops. I was going to say oh, that's the biggest problem with vegetables. People yeah. think, oh, I'll have a whole row of that, and you can't know, eat it all, can no, you? No, no, you can't. You can't. And uh, you get a glut, and you're giving it away to people, and you don't know what to do. So that's why I do short rows. Um, but I do them in succession. So when the first plants are maybe 
six inches tall, then I'll get the next batch of seeds in the soil. And that gives us a nice succession. We've got a salad bed at Nunland Hall as well, and a lot of the salad plants now are flowering, like the rocket and also some Swiss chard that I sowed in the autumn. They're now bolting and running to seed. So again, now I'm starting to sow. Um, I've got some lettuces in the cold greenhouse, so they're very early. I've sown some more lettuces and transplanted some others out. So again, we've got a succession of leaves coming through. I'll do some landcress again because that was really successful and the people in the, in the house really, really liked that. And rockets, so some nice peppery leaves and then some more milder ones with the lettuces. So plenty to get oh, on with. Loads. Absolutely Never stops. loads. No, exactly. Gardening doesn't, does I'm it? A busy girl. <laughs>